Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. He's already doing something. Let's hold them up and let's hold up our Bible apps and let's say this together. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10. If you uh, want to flip there or find your way there in Hebrews chapter 10, you can kind of hold your place and we're going to look at Matthew chapter 24 too to get started. But let me ask you this question as we're starting this morning. Kids, kids, have you ever felt like you want to give up like you want to give up and throw in the towel and quit something. Have you ever felt like that, right? I know, adults, uh, any adults ever feel like you want to quit or, or give up on something? Uh, I have uh, a lot of times in my life. Um, and I think it's natural for us to feel like at times that we want to give up. And uh, I wanted to share something uh, with you from the movie Lord of the Rings. Has anybody ever seen Lord of the Rings? So uh, you may not know this, but uh, if you were to ask the author who, who wrote the book and uh, the movie is created after the book, he would tell you that the Lord of the Rings movie uh, was made to subtly tell the Bible story. And at its core foundation, it's about God and it's about Satan and it's about creation and it's about a savior. Uh, you can't readily see that. It's subtle. But if you dig, you'll see it. And in the movie, The Lord of the Rings, there's this one warrior leader. His name is Aragorn. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Aragorn, pretty close to it. And he's one of the main characters of the movie from Lord of the Rings. And he gives this moving and strengthening battle speech to his troops just before they're going to go up against their enemies. And I want you to know that uh, in some circles, uh, uh, Aragorn in the movie, in, in some ways, was compared to Christ as king. And the movie uh, is complete with like prophecy that's kind of paralleling the Old Testament in the Bible, foretelling the coming Messiah, which would be Jesus. And on this one particular occasion, Aragorn, he's, he's, he's trying to stir up his, his battle army because they're afraid. Kids, have you ever been afraid of something? Like, have you ever wanted to quit something before you even started it? Come on, right? And this is what was happening with his battle army. And this is his speech. Listen to this speech. Hold your ground, Hold your ground. Now you have, to, you have to picture him. He's going back and forth in his horse and all of the army men are on their horses just watching him. Hold your ground. Sons of Gandar, of Rohan, my brothers, I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart out of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. 
an hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. And all the men just start roaring and, you know, kind of shaking their spears and their shields and the horses are jumping. It's really exciting when you watch the clip. And then he finishes and he says, by all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West. And if you're familiar with the movie Lord of the Rings and the storyline, you'll know that Aragorn was victorious and he ultimately is crowned as king by the people of Gandor. He marries his bride and he rules for a long, long time. Okay? And you might be thinking, Pastor Robert, what, what does that story have anything to do with this series that we've been on called Under Contract? Well, I want you to remember Under Contract is a series about our blood covenant relationship with God through Jesus. And a big part of this series is to build our confidence and faith in God's integrity and his willingness to keep his promises to you and I as his children. And when we looked at this speech of Aragorn and he says, hold your ground, hold your ground. It's kind of like what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 11 through 13. This is what Jesus said. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Say endures. Endures. The word endurance is a powerful word in the Bible. And the title of today's message is Endurance, the Queen of All Virtues. And I want you to think about what Jesus was saying because he was talking about the end of the age and when we get closer to his return. And I don't have time to go deep into this, so I want to ask you to study it on your own. But I want you to notice there's all kinds of stuff that's going to break out. False prophets deceiving many. People who believed in God and walked with Jesus and people who didn't listened to their false words and were deceived. They bought the lie. And then he says, sin's going to run rampant everywhere. Can I just be honest with you, lovingly honest? Sin is running rampant everywhere. It's a normal part of our society in these last days. And then he says, the love of many will grow cold. He's talking about followers of Christ. How they were once hot on fire for Jesus, but as we get closer to his return and the battle intensifies, many people who once were hot on fire to Jesus, their love for him is going to grow cold. Notice what he says. The one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who endures to the end. Now, this word endurance, it's a powerful word. If I looked it up in the Greek, it's the Greek word hupomeno. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you, it's powerful. Hupo, H-Y-P-O, it means under, under. And meno, M-E-N-O, means to remain in place or to hold your ground. The word endurance simply means to hold one's ground under pressure and conflict. 
Now, I want you to know this about this word. It's not this passive resignation to just whatever happens is God's will. It's the active, energetic resistance to defeat that allows calm and brave endurance to rise up in you and fight. Think about it. What causes a marathon runner to finish his race? Endurance. What pushes mountain climbers to the top? Endurance. What enables an Olympian to train for the big games? Come on, you know the answer. Endurance. What holds a boxer up for 12 to 15 rounds? It's endurance. There's a natural endurance. There's no doubt. But I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is also a Holy Spirit, supernatural from God endurance that's available to you as God's people. The early church said endurance was the queen of all virtues. They said if you had endurance, nothing would cause you to quit. Nothing would cause you to throw in the towel. Nothing would cause you to give in and back down from your enemies. The Bible is chock full of encouraging words to move us towards endurance. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through 39. The writer is writing to Jewish believers who want to quit. He's writing to Jewish believers who thought Jesus should have come already. He's writing to Jewish believers who thought it would be different and maybe a little bit better, uh, practically speaking, if they decided to follow Jesus and they're struggling and they're having to fight against the enemy and persecution and they want to quit. He says, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. Talking about the return of Jesus. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Can you say amen? That's exactly what Jesus said. The ones who endure, the ones who stay in faith, the ones who remain faithful, they're the ones that will be saved. The Bible's clear, folks. As we get closer to the end of the world as we know it, there will be and there is widespread spiritual deception, social and political and financial upheavals, natural calamities. Listen to this. Disloyalty to God and persecution of God's people. But in the middle of all this, Jesus said, the one who endures to the end will be saved. Come on, say it. I'm going to endure. Come on, say it. I mean it. I'm going to endure. The devil doesn't want you to endure. He wants you to quit. I want to show you three things real quick about endurance. Number one, endurance will keep me in God's will. Say it with me. Endurance will keep me in God's will. Notice Hebrews 10.36, the first part, first part. Listen. Patient endurance is what you need now. 
Listen, why? Why? So that you will continue to do God's will. See, when you feel like giving up on what God wants you to do, endurance will keep you in the fight. Endurance will keep you moving forward. Someone was once quoted saying this, I don't pray for a lighter load, but for a stronger back. Endurance is spiritual backbone. Endurance, leaning on the Holy Spirit of God, is above and beyond what you could ever endure on your own. As Christians, I want you to know we've already been given the spirit of endurance. Did you know that? In Galatians 5, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You know the word long-suffering? It's like two sides to a coin. It's the Greek word makrothumia. Makrothumia. The ability to suffer long, to retain composure of your emotions and not fly off the handle and give up and give in and let go and walk away. The Holy Spirit that lives in you is a spirit of endurance. And you already have endurance. All we have to do is learn to lean on him and unlock the endurance that God's given us. Amen. It's important you know in Jesus, you're not trying to get endurance. He's already given you endurance. But we do need to learn to tap into and unlock the endurance from the spirit that lives on the inside of us. Here's the second thing I want you to know. It's important. Endurance leads me into God's promises. Say it with me, church. Endurance leads me into God's promises. Notice Hebrews 10, 36, the back half. Listen. Then you will receive all that he has promised. That's talking about the person who's leaning into endurance. That's talking about the person who's not going to give up. Staying in God's will can be hard at times. But God is faithful, and he will eventually lead us into what he has for us. I want you to know this. Kids, do you know what a synonym is? What's a synonym, River? That's the thing you eat, right? A piece of cinnamon? No, no, no. What's a synonym? Yeah, two things that are really close to each other, like another word for the same word, right? For example... Endurance has a synonym word, and it's called perseverance. I found a video, and I want to share it with all of us. Kids, it's for you, but adults, you can learn from it too. It's from my friend Doug. He's a good preacher. He's Doug the Puppet. And he's going to talk to us just for a minute about the synonym word, perseverance. And then I'll come back up, and we'll finish the message. Let's watch the video clip for a second about perseverance. You can do it! Hey guys, it's me again, Douglas, and today I wanted to talk to you guys about perseverance. That means keep doing what you're doing even when things are hard. And at my school, our gym teacher, his name, he's this big dude, his name is Mr. Pain. Yeah, literally Mr. Pain. Like, painful. But he's, no, he's not a pain. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. Sometimes he yells at me, but it's always, it's always for a good reason. And we've got this thing at our school where we're all supposed to do this, like, physical training kind of stuff. And we've got these goals we're supposed to meet. And one of the things we're all supposed to be able to do is a one-minute plank. 
you guys know what a plank is? A plank is where you like lay down on the ground on your stomach, but then you get up off the ground, off your stomach, on your elbows, and you kind of look like you're doing a push-up, but you're on your elbows instead. And you're supposed to stay flat as a board and don't let your tummy touch the ground. And you're supposed to be able to do that for a minute. And that sounds like not a long time. 60 seconds does not sound like a long time, but I had the hardest time getting past 45 seconds. And I could go and I'd practice at home and I could not get past 45 seconds. It's supposed to get to a minute. And so then we go back into school to do the test and Mr. Payne's all like, you're going to give me a minute today, right, Douglas? And I was like, well, I'm going to try. I, I, can only, I think I can only get 45 <laughs> seconds. And he was like, you'll do a minute today. And I was like, well, okay, you know, I'll try. And so I get down on the ground and I'm doing the plank and I'm trying my hardest and I'm just like shaking because it's so hard. And he's like, keep going, Douglas. And I'm like, I can't do it. And so I'm like shaking and he keeps telling me I'm going to got to keep going. And, and he's like, you're halfway there, Douglas. And he said I was halfway there a ton. And so I'm there, and I keep wanting to give up, and he's like, don't give up, Douglas. He would not let me give up. But then finally I just got to the point where I could not do it any longer. I fell down, and, and I get up, and I look at him, and he turns his watch around, and it said one minute and 32 seconds. That's twice as long as I had ever gone before. But because I had Mr. Payne helping me out, you know, they're encouraging me. It's not like he was lifting me up, but he was helping me a lot. You know, telling me not to give up, and, and, and I, was, I, was, I, was, I kept going. You know, he kept giving me encouragement to keep going and keep trying. He helped me to persevere. You know, and sometimes God is like Mr. Payne. God can help us persevere too. And not just like doing planks or doing sports or things like that. He can help us have perseverance in some really, really important things. You know, a lot of the stuff God commands us to do is not easy. It takes a lot of perseverance to keep up. You know, like saying no to temptation and, and loving people who might seem unlovable. And sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, even when it's scary. But God would love to help you persevere. God would love to help you run this race we call life. Because it can be hard doing what's right. And we need all the help we can get. And you know what? If you fail, just get back up and keep going. Try again. He'll help you with that too. So my challenge to you guys today is that you would have perseverance. And you would put your trust in God. And allow Him to help you to do what's right. And to keep doing what's right again and again and again. To have perseverance. The life God called us to isn't necessarily going to be easy, but it is going to be awesome. And it's going to require perseverance. So let's you and I put our trust in God so that we can have perseverance. Keep it up, guys. Man, yes. Come on, say, I am a perseverer. You're going to persevere. Listen, let me just say this. Some of you here this morning, or some of you might be watching on Facebook, you're going through something and you just don't know if you're going to be able to make it. I am telling you, God will help you to endure. He'll help you make it. Amen. Did you notice that Mr. Douglas said that he just didn't believe that he could do the plank for one minute? Have you ever felt like you just couldn't believe to do whatever it was that God asked you to do? I have. I think it's part of our natural life. But I want to take us into this third thing that I want you to know. Adults, pay attention to this. It's really important. Here's the third thing. I must connect endurance to my faith. Say it with me. I must connect endurance to my faith. Look at Hebrews 10 again, verses 38 and 39. We're not all over the Bible. We're staying right there in Hebrews for a while. And I want to show this to you, verse 38 and 39. Notice he says, And my righteous ones will live by faith. 
will live by faith. Now, if you didn't know this, he, the writer is pulling an Old Testament text up into what he's talking about right now in the New Testament. It's found in Habakkuk. The just or the righteous people of God shall live by faith. And I want you to know that it's important as we're developing our endurance that we connect that endurance to faith. Shall live doesn't mean that we're just going around and breathing like every other human being. These words shall live. Talk about this supernatural inflow of the life of God into your life so that you can live life to the full through Jesus Christ by your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So it's important that we connect endurance to our faith. Notice he goes on and he says this, so important, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away, but we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones or the believing ones. It's the Greek word pistis. It's talking about this confident faith in God, in who he says he is, and what he says about your life. That's the kind of people we are. And because of that, our souls will be saved in the end. Now, I want to share with you as we're getting ready to close, one of the greatest examples of a man in the Bible who connected his endurance with faith. The Bible calls him the father of our faith. Does anybody know his name? Shout it out. Who's the father of our faith? Abraham. Say it with me. Father Abraham. I want to show you one more text. We're still in Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews chapter 6. Because remember, in this whole series that we've been on, we started with the covenant promises that God made to Abraham over in Genesis chapter 12. And I thought this would be a great way to end this series. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 11 through 15. I want to read it. It says, the writer's writing, and he's, he's, he's writing right to us this morning. Listen, he says, We desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Catch that last part. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, I have to tell you this. I just can't pass it. Uh, I promise I'm not going to keep you long. We're going to end shortly, but you have to know this. When it says inherit the promises, it's written in what the Bible calls the active voice, the active voice. And that simply means that the subject is the doer or the performer of the action. In other words, I'm the one who's going after the promises. And because I'm going after them with endurance and faith, I'm the one who's going to lay hold of them and inherit them. It's not God who's just going to give it to us without doing anything, without enduring, without putting our faith in him. Just because it's God's will, it's not going to automatically happen. And that's why the writer is saying, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, listen, 
For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. That's the blood covenant. That's the oath that he made when he showed up as smoke and, and, and fire. And he, and he walked when Abraham cut the animals and the blood was shed, saying, this is what God said, Surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after, listen, so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After he had patiently endured, patiently endured, say those two words, patiently endured, patiently, en- that's the word, hupomeno, endured. So what are you saying, Pastor Robert? I'm saying this, don't give up. You have need of endurance. After you have done the will of God, you will inherit the promise. What are you believing God for? What is it that seems impossible? What is it that seems out of reach? What is it that seems like it's always been like this and it's never changed and I'm losing hope and it doesn't look like it's going to change? Abraham felt the same way. God made a promise and five years went by and 10 years went by and 15 years went by and 20 years went by and he's looking and nothing's changed. Just his name. But he was holding on to what God said. And then eventually the promise came through. God wants you to endure. God wants you to put your trust and your faith in his promise to you. So Pastor Robert, what should I do? What should, that's a good message. Somebody say amen. That's a good message. But what should I do? This is what you got to do. I believe this is what you got to do. Last verse. We're getting ready to close. Last verse. Maybe the most important verse in this whole series. Hebrews chapter 12. If you have a Bible or an app, look at it with me. Verse 2. What do I do? What do I do so I can endure? What do I do so I can stay in faith? What do I do so I can receive what God has for me and my, pro- my family? Hebrews 12 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, pay attention, endured the cross. Despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What do you do when you want to give up? How do you lean into the spirit of endurance that's in you? You have to set your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. His faith is your faith. Your faith flows from his faith. When it looks like it's not going to work, when you feel like you want to give up, Fix your eyes on Jesus. Realign your heart. Realign your mind with Jesus. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. Thank you.